We are on our second week of fasting and prayer, and we invite everyone to join us, whether it's just one meal, one day, seven days, 14 days, 21 days, or 30 days. Prayer and fasting go together. And in the text that we will discuss, we will see how Jesus was empowered through fasting and prayer and face the enemy of our souls. Remember, Jesus is God, but when he became man, he did not use his God powers. He had to be a man that works with the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit works through him. Therefore, as a man, still recognized as God, but voluntarily not using his God powers, as a man, he modeled for us the importance of prayer and fasting and how we can defeat the devil, how we can defeat the enemy through this means. Matthew, the writer of, um, of Matthew, illustrates Jesus as both king and messiah. While the Jewish society then looked for a political king who would save them from the Romans. That was who they were looking for because they've been under so many superpowers. And at this time, they were under Rome. They want to be free. They want to have their own nation again. But we know that was part of the discipline of God to them. Because of idolatry, they were in captivity. And they were restored after many, many, many years. They were restored as a nation in 1948. May of 1948. They were recognized once again as a nation. How long was the discipline? very long because God did not want us to forget how he takes his commands seriously that what he says and the consequence will happen and it says there through Moses if you go to other gods if you worship idols aside from the Lord your God if you turn away from his commandments one day you will be captive and you will be scattered across the world. And that happened. Is God truthful? I tell you, the word is truth. So whatever we study there as blessings and consequences, it is for real. It is for real. But Matthew emphatically states that Jesus is the King and Messiah that they were waiting for. Jesus is the person sent by God to save them. However, Jesus was not the political Messiah. Not yet. One day he shall return again to rule the world. One day, according to the, to the Bible, one day he will come again as a conquering king but right now he came before he came as a what as a messiah as a savior although one day the lord jesus will rule all 
The purpose of the first arrival of the Messiah was spiritual. Can you say spiritual? spiritual. The first purpose was spiritual. Adam and Eve died physically and spiritually. When God said, if you eat of the fruit, you will die. They did die. Not immediately, but they did die. They decayed. A slow death, decaying death that until now we feel. Don't you feel it? Every time you have your birthday, you feel like a new ache happens, a backache, headache, a sore eyes. No, not literally sore eyes, but your eyes become sore after just, uh, and you, find, you just wonder how these kids can last so long in front of a computer. And then when you sleep on one side, it becomes painful, then you have to go to the other side. My father now tells me the importance of, of teamwork as husband and wife because when they get up in bed, they have to help one another up. <laughs> and he appreciates the value of partnership in that age. We still feel the curse upon our bodies. But even that Jesus will deal one day. One day. There will be no more pain. But the real problem was spiritual. After Adam and Eve ate the fruit, spiritually something died within them. That once God would walk with them in the cool of the day in the garden, they were afraid of God because they know they've sinned. And it was explained to us in the New Testament that sin and its consequence is death, which is eternal death. And only through Christ, through the Messiah, that the penalty of sin, the forgiveness of sin, comes from Jesus alone. So instead of battling earthly Roman soldiers, what did Jesus do? The Lord Jesus faced the spiritual enemy of our souls, which is first sin. Not the devil, the first enemy is sin, right? It is sin. He would die for us, and he did die for us, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And when I, we say believe, and we actually mean believe, in the context of John, the whole context of the book of John, because you find that in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is not a passive belief like, oh, I know I believe. He exists. Of course, he did that. It's not a passive belief. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me, he said. It means he's the only way. It means if you believe in Jesus, he's the only one you believe and no one else. Do you hear me? That is the kind of belief that results in eternal life, which is similar to a discipleship commitment to follow which is similar to repentance, which is a change of perspective, a change of viewpoint. Sin was the ultimate enemy and its penalty. The penalty was separation from God. The penalty after we die, we are still separated from God. And that is the worst kind because the Bible speaks about eternal suffering. It speaks about a lake of fire. 
where the soul burns and just feel the heat forever and ever and ever. The time of mercy is now. The time to, to receive mercy because of His love is now. Because by the time judgment comes, after death comes, it is too late. I am sorry to disappoint some of you. Somebody sent me a message last November 1. Bro, we are here in the cemetery in front of our father's tomb. What should we do biblically? I said, there's nothing you can do. You cannot pray for the departed soul to jump out of a certain purgatory into heaven. Read your history. The alms you give for the sake of a soul to leave purgatory was a fundraising of a certain church long time ago. Read your history. No, nothing happens. I said, whoever gathers around the tomb, focus on them. Share the gospel because now is the time for mercy. Jesus had to die for us, pay the penalty through his death. But we can access that mercy, that eternal life now. That's why when people say, you'll never know if you're going to heaven, only after you die you'll know. That is false. That is fake news. Because real news is biblical news we can know now if we truly have a commitment to follow Him, a true belief in Him, a true repentance that happened within our hearts. We can know now that if we do these things, we have, not will have, have now. He didn't say, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes Him and will, will. No, it's, it's actually now the eternal life is now. It's not, we'll have eternal life after you die. Did it say that? It's not after you die or the next life. No, no, it's now. That's why the term is saved in the past tense. For by grace you are saved. Paul was writing to the Philippians, uh, I mean Ephesians. And that verse is on our wall. Do memorize it. For uh, by grace you are saved. One concert organizer, a friend of mine who organizes these big Christian concerts in Manila, calls themselves saved. That's a brand. But I don't mean you to brand. I mean through Christ we are saved. So he came to meet the penalty of sin, but he also came to face the devil. Yeah, the devil. Have you forgotten about the devil? Well, there was a time that the Christian churches only talked about the devil. They talked more about the devil than Christ. You know, it created a scare and superstition among many believers. <gasps> it's the devil again. He came to visit me. So we say, are you that special? <laughs> the devil is not omnipresent. He's not present everywhere. He may have minions, but the devil is only one. He's not present and he's not like God who fills the earth and the heavens. He's everywhere. God is everywhere. But the devil is only in one place. Oh, the devil visited me last night. Wow. Man. You are such a world changer. You're such a VIP. But here Christ was. Spiritual leader world changing, eternally changing, eternity changing material. 
He is God in the form of man. The devil had to visit him. The Lord fasted for 40 days. And then he became hungry. What? He didn't become hungry during the 40 days? No. For those of you who understand fasting, you get hungry a little bit from the start. In the middle, there is none. And somehow, after a long period of time, you get hungry again. Ah, yeah, some of us are so afraid because we are so comfortable. You know, you are so spoiled. Don't you know that? You know, your parents, our parents have spoiled us so much. Huh? That we just, we just say a little bit, Nagutom ako ng kote. Hukawawa ka naman, nagutom ka. The Lord fasted for 40 days and he became hungry. Then somebody came. Somebody came. He was tempted by the devil. And he was victorious over all the temptations of the devil. The Lord modeled to us that it would not be physical power that would overcome the devil. It would be through spiritual strength. Most of our problems have a spiritual root. We have to not only deal with the problem on the surface. We have to also deal with the problem in the spiritual aspect. In fact, it's in the spirit first that we have to deal with it. The spirit and then the physical, the mental, the emotional. That's why I believe in the power of prayer. Because I cannot change any person. Some people think, just talk to the pastor and this person will be changed. No, I have no power to do that. I can motivate, I can inspire. Anybody can do that. To make say things that their, their ears would want to hear. Oh, nothing is impossible. Just believe in yourself. Anybody can do that, but a true transformation where a person overcomes bondages of sin, overcomes deadly habits, have an assurance of salvation, a peace of mind that passes understanding that you no know, psychology can explain. Who gives that? Only God gives that. The peace of mind and heart that is so deep, so tranquil in the midst of crisis. No person gives that. Only God can. It is not physical power. It is not the geniuses of our minds. I'm not saying we do not work out physically. We don't exercise. We don't study. We are not saying that. What we are saying that first and foremost, it is spiritual. It is spiritual. Husband, bond, and wife always fighting. It's first spiritual. Get right with God. Fear God, both of you. Love God, both of you first. And then your relation springs forth from out of your relationship with God. How, do, how should husband and wife love one another? It's first because of God's love because nobody's perfect and that person will disappoint you one day because nobody's perfect nobody but if our relationship with one another comes from a solid relationship with God and a respect for the Word of God 
it is essential to overcome through spiritual means. You're depressed, okay? You need to talk to a counselor, probably. And I, I'm not saying the studies, medical studies and, and psychological studies are useless. No, they are useful. However, that is not the first solution. First, it is a spiritual thing. First, it is a spiritual thing. Integrate the other disciplines, but first, it's a spiritual thing. You know, that has guided me all my life. It is first spiritual. So one time, somebody sent me a message. Somebody's bringing a teenage girl to you. Parents are coming, and they've been having problems with her all their lives. And she was a little girl. Somehow, something happens to her. And she loses control. So my first instinct is, uh, have you checked with the doctor? And I said, yes. But not only doctors, also witch doctors. Lahat ng albular, yung pinuntahan na namin sa lugar. Ikaw na lang hindi pa. Disclaimer muna. No, 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 no. Hindi ako manggagamot, hindi ako albularyo. But I can pray for her. I can talk to her. But I am not what you think. I am just a messenger of the word of God. So they brought her to my house. And uh, they seated her in the library. Not house here, it's in UP Los Banos. So I went down to the first floor and uh, I sat down in front. I said hello to the parrots. And they just looked at her. <laughs> I was trying to figure out whether this is an act. Yes, some people act, right? It's not, it's not real demonic activity. It's, it's fantastic acting of watching too many movies. Uh, uh, so it's... Then I began to speak. I waited. I needed a spiritual confirmation. I said, Hui. Tabika. Then I talked to the girl. Talked to her about Jesus Christ. I know you're there. You can hear me. I was speaking in Tagalog. We, are, was a, we were in Laguna. And I invited her to repent of her sins and come to the Lord Jesus Christ and the parents and everybody else. And when that was secured, something very simple. Leave now. Tagalog. Alis! Malis ka dito! You know, because they said we carry the authority of Christ like policemen, the authority of the law, right? Nakita ka ba naman ng pulis na malambyat? Hoy! Tumigil ka! <laughs> hindi pwede. Sa kristyano, hindi pwede. Lalo na kung lalaki ka, hindi pwede. Hoy! In Jesus' name! Hmm? There was a... Something wild happened. 
two big men were holding this little girl and they were struggling. Two muscular men, okay, bigger than you. Um, okay, you have good arms, they have good arms. And, and then after a while, then I waited. She woke up, give her water, give her food. Then we observed. Never came back. I said, come here again. We prayed again after a week, after two. Then it was reported to me after several weeks. It never happened again to her. <clears throat> Before you bring anyone to me, please deal with the first part. Is it acting or not? Okay. Uh, <laughs> My simple guide from the word is that his authority, I carry his authority. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4. That is why it is strange for me after having lots of experience in this realm. It's just strange for me when I invite, when I hear of a certain thing happening and I invite some pastor, we trained youth who were hungry. There was even a time this, he's a friend, but he does crazy things. You know what he looks for are, are those in the mga banqueta, etc. Some of them are not mentally ill. Some of them might be spiritually ill. Because one time they were praying and suddenly somebody shows up, this guy, so dirty and greasy. And he knows how to talk Bible. But they discovered his background. He has no background in the Bible. Then he just comes and looks at them. So he said, hmm, this is demonic. So once in a while, I see them in campus running after this guy. And this guy keeps running away. Now, it's a funny scene for me. I don't know if they ever resolved it. But the thing is, Jesus has won the victory. And we, if we are true believers, true, as in true, there is no fear. Do you fear the devil? Even if he shows up? The best thing to do with the devil is to ignore him. Even though he looks like somebody you know. <laughs> uh, No, they're not literally the devil, but they act like the devil, tempting you in every way, right? There are some people, you know, they act like the devil because they're the ones who tempt you. Maybe the devil's whispering to, to their ear. Maybe, I don't know, but, you know, the best thing to do is ignore them or confront them. Get behind me, Satan. We assume that 40 days of prayer and fasting prepared the Lord in victory, for victory against the enemy. Yes, I do believe prayer and fasting strengthens us. We have seen several stories. We have heard several stories, and I have seen by my own eyes at least one homosexual case where he could not overcome it by himself. But he knows the gospel is true. He knows Jesus Christ is true. He knows he should repent of his sins, and he did, but he faced the struggle. He had to fight until he learned fasting, and he fasted, and he fasted. 
until one day he felt a freedom in the spirit. Boom! And after that day, never was he attracted to a man. In fact, he was attracted to another uh, a sister in Christ, and uh, they got married. Both mature believers had three sons. Amazing. Okay, let me go back. The devil came to tempt the Lord by trying to manipulate and misrepresent the word of God. Huh? Didn't the devil speak? And he used the word of God. Oh my. That's why we encourage you. Let's study it. Every time we do a sermon, challenge us with the context. Is that really what it means? Is the application really for that? Because the devil can quote scripture. Can use the Bible to mess you, your mind up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the devil tempted Jesus, one, via the flesh. Turn these stones into bread through the flesh, and the devil will attack us through the flesh. Flesh, lust of the flesh. We will be attacked there, usually through sexual sins, to make us compromise. The devil will attack us via the flesh. He will say, it feels good. Do this. What's wrong? Oh. Next is pride. The devil said to Christ, Throw yourself from the high temple, from the pinnacle, and the angels will hold you. It is from Scripture. But Jesus responded. In the first, he responded, Man shall not live by bread alone. Next, he responded once again. Friends, it is not the devil should not tempt us, or he will tempt us, I mean, but we should not give in. Pride is another way he tempts us. I am better than you. I know more than the word of God. He will take humility away from us. We will start debating to prove we are correct even when we are wrong. That's why it's good to say, Lord, what does the Bible say? Humbly ask what the Bible say. Hindi yung naghahanap ka pa ng, naghahanap pa ng ano, justification. Ho, ho, ho. Sinabi na nga sa New Testament especially, you know, elders especially, be husbands of one wife. Can everybody say one wife? That's the context. We're in the, in under grace. Yet, there are boundaries. Husband of one wife. Then somebody says, Oh, but in the Old Testament, they had many wives. Solomon had a... <laughs> David, Solomon. Heroes of the faith, right? He find justification. Ah, beware, because it might be the devil talking to you. We sin and we justify, we defend why we do it instead of saying, forgive me, Lord. I know what your word says. Ang dami pang rason. Kaya naman po ako hindi nakakabase ng Bible, ay busy-busy ako. Naiintindihan naman ako ng Lord. Kung di ako kristyano, sinuntok na kita. Keep saying that. And it's actually the devil telling you to say that. What do I say to you? Set aside at least 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to read God's word. That's all I ask at the beginning. Then you give me the reason you're so busy and you don't have 15 minutes. Shame. 
How important is the word of God to you? How important is the news to you? Which is more important? Which is more important, our studies or the word of God? Oh, I tell you, it's a clear decision for me. It's always the word of God. Because I think a lot of times the devil wins against you. Whispers, giving you reasons why it's okay to continue your sin. Or why it's okay to do this or to do that. Three, the devil came to tempt Jesus of the earthly and material things. Look at the world. I'll give you this if you worship me. Uh, first he says, do not tempt the Lord your God. Huh? I, am the, I am God. Do not tempt the Lord your God. Next, he, Jesus says, uh, only, only we must worship God. You want me to worship you? And you give me the things of the earth? You see, the devil used the scriptures, but Jesus also knew the scriptures. That's why he can counter the lies of the enemy. He can counter the lies of the devil. That's why it is important to know scripture. Because the sword battle is not between literal swords. The fight is not a gunfight with real guns. Oh, the fight isn't a fist fight. No, no, the fight is spiritual. And the weapon would be the word of God properly understood. Properly studied within its context. If you're still awake, say amen. amen. The devil comes to you, throw back the word at him. Resist him with the word. That's why it's good to memorize scripture, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Memorize some verses. Sometimes you, you like a good verse we read here, you say, I'll memorize this. No. You can write it down, print it, put it, be, uh, put it somewhere you can see and keep saying it until you memorize it. The Lord was victorious because he knew God's word more than the devil. Man shall not live on bread alone. You shall not tempt the Lord your God and worship the Lord and him only shall you serve. And the devil left. Oh yeah, he will leave you. Or not him, his demonitos will leave you. I can't believe the devil will personally visit you, but it might be true if you're that attractive, sure. But you resist him with the word. Please remove your picture of the devil as what you see in the movies. That he can physically hurt you. Huh? So afraid. Too many horror movies. Fill your mind with the word. <clears throat> How do we apply this? Practice prayer and fasting regularly because the battle is spiritual, not physical. Our strength comes from our growing desire for God and lessening desire for food and the material things. Our lessening desire for the things of the world and our greater desire for God strengthens us spiritually. That's why some people think desire of anything in the world is harmless. No, be careful. Remember in the parable of the sower, the one with a, with a thorny ground. One description of the thorny ground is the desire of other things. Oh no, not evil desires, just the desire of other things. 
The other is, is the cares of this world, the worries of this, this world. It can affect our spiritual growth. That's why it is good to just remove desires and say, Lord, I yield to you my life. Thy will be done. Whatever you want in my life. I'm not saying God will not prosper you materially. But that material thing, your perspective is different. You receive it in the name of Christ to use it in the name of Christ. The perspective becomes different. I'm not saying you should not be honor students. Go ahead if you can do it. But the perspective is not for the sake of honor in this world. The theme for our anniversary is Soli Deo Gloria. It's one of the solas. It means glory to God alone. Because if we lessen our desire for the earth and more desire for God, what happens? That's what happens. Your heart says, Soli Deo Gloria. For the glory of God alone. Can somebody say glory to God? Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God, alone. glory to God alone. When we serve, it's not for men. When we do our work well in our companies, when we do our academics, it's not for the sake of man. If we do it for the sake of God, it becomes different. It becomes now a form of worship. When we study the Bible, when we join the growth group, we do it for God. Not because your pastor keeps telling you, go, go, go. No, but because you want to do it sincerely for the glory of God. Going to camp, youth camps, is now about for the glory of God, not because of the pretty girls there. And somebody say amen. amen. Be aware of the schemes of the devil who will misinterpret the word of God. And we should rebuke the devil using God's word. Okay. Be aware of what he does because he's going to come. Well, not him literally. Demons will come. Demonitos. No, not, they're not as scared as the devil. Don't worry. They're, they're little beings that hang on your ears. Okay? And uh, no, I haven't seen one. But, but I do believe in the power of temptation. But not everything comes from demonitos. A lot of it comes from your own desires that you have not tamed. Ah, that's why... Discipline, self-discipline is very important. What's the hardest for you in terms of self-discipline? Is it food? Is it sleep? What? Sleep? Am I a boring preacher? No? So if I see you sleepy, you have a problem with sleep. Okay? <laughs> because you didn't sleep well last night, and maybe the other night, and the other night, or the other night. But some of you are... The, are quite young. Sleep well, my friends. Huh? Can you say to your neighbor, sleep well? <laughs> Parents. Parents, get the tablets and the cell phones at night. Get it. Get it. Keep it. Take it. Give it back in the morning. And lastly, study God's word. Learn to interpret within the context. 
No, 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 please do not be overconfident. Some, some of us are so overconfident. Uh, but we, mis we misuse a lot of scriptures. Huh? Uh, uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. What does that mean in its context? What do you think? What's it about? It's about is it about your ambitions? How do you apply Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ. What's the context? You can study the context by reading the whole Philippian book. Paul received a gift, yet he was in prison. He was thanking the Philippians. And he was encouraging them. But he's the one encouraging them, I can do all things. It means I can endure all things. That is the context. Don't use it in a basketball game. I can do all things through Christ. Uh, Oh yeah, sure, you can do it, but be careful how you do it. Because suddenly, it's about dream whatever you like in your life. You know, like the positive thinking gurus of today. Just dream and you can have it. Remember, we can do all things through Christ. Oh, what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What is that about? Rebuking the devil? I bind you, Satan. Matthew 18? No, 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 no. It's church discipline. If this person does not repent, the church, especially the elders of the church, can spiritually state, and it's also in Corinthians, to turn that person over to Satan in the sense that we stop fellowship with that person. What we bind on earth. That's why it is significant. No, but how do you use it? A lot of many Christians have used it by, I bind you. But si pastor hindi nagbabind kay Satan. Huh? Hindi ba naisip yun? Tuwing nagpipray si pastor, hindi niya tinatalian si Satan. Ako parati, tuwing umaga, tinatalian ko siya. The exact word is unlawful, to declare unlawful. And there are other scriptures that we misuse. Oh, some use the, uh, that, hey, 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 even, even in the Old Testament, they created the Ark of the Covenant, and, and there was a, 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 an image of an angel, and, and, the, and the presence of God was there. Therefore, idolatry is okay. <laughs> you're, you're talking about that? It was quite specific what the Lord said on what should be done. And that was not worship. In the New Testament, there is no other name. And that is consistent with the Old Testament. There is no other name that we should lift up. No other name that shall be saved unless except Christ. No other name should be put equal there. How many we misuse. That's why we encourage you, study scripture if you're feeling tempted, the devil will come to you or the, uh, his minions will come to you and say, hey, it's okay to sin. He'll forgive you. Anyway, all of us have sinned. After you sin and you want to repent, demonic message comes to you again. You cannot repent. You will no longer be accepted. There is no forgiveness for someone like you. 
and it reminds you of all the bad things you've done, all the embarrassing moments you've done, and you get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And you lost that confidence in Christ that, that he is willing to forgive us. That says, uh, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's good to study the scripture. So I encourage you, simple context study. Is that okay? You, you, if you read John, read the whole book of John. And then ask yourself, what is the meaning of the whole book? What is the continuous theme here? You cannot isolate one verse from everybody, from the whole book of John. When you, when you read Romans, do not isolate one part of it. And create a, a, a lesson out of this one verse or two verses. But rather, look for the overall thing. What is it really saying before you go to the specific? Can, can you do that? Uh, are you, you're looking at me as if you're not going to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you have a Bible in your room. You know, five minutes when you get up, five minutes before you sleep, or ten minutes when you're, and ten minutes before you sleep. If you haven't read the whole Bible, please do so. If you read the whole Bible, memorize, meditate, study. There is victory through prayer and fasting. And if there are issues in our lives, like, like the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, where we are struggling through fasting, we can be victorious. Or like in the Old Testament, when Israel needed God badly because of a bad situation. If we have situations, not only us or people we know who desperately need the hand of God to move, we can come humbly before him and fast and say, Lord, we pray, we humbly pray and pray with hunger and thirst. We beseech him with all our heart, mind, and strength. And God will listen. Once somebody asked me, Pastor Ed, palakasan ba kay Lord yan? At first, I didn't know how to answer because the normal thing to answer is, Hindi, alam mo naman si Lord, pantay-pantay tayo. The usual human response would be that. But then I stop. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me look at my Bible again. And I realize in a manner of speaking, yes. Because every, so many pray to God and suddenly praise with all his heart and his soul, her heart, her soul. Even with fasting, so many prayers come to God. And then suddenly there's this one who prayed passionately. Boom, who's that? Remember when Jesus was walking in the crowd and there's this woman with the issue of blood and she said, if only I can touch him, I will be healed. So many have been touching Jesus as he was walking. Then suddenly Jesus stopped and who touched me? And she was afraid. And the disciple said, master, teacher, who touched you? You got so many people touching you. I, feel, I felt virtue come out of me. You know, I felt power come out of me. And that woman was healed. Who? Touch me. And then she said, it is I. And then he praised her faith. Huh? If we come there, if only I can come. If only he will listen. If only if I can knock on heaven's doors and he will open. Not the usual prayer of, I'm so relaxed. Let us meditate today in prayer. Oh, oh is it tea time already? Or coffee? Lord, thank you for all your goodness. 
and thank you for all your grace. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, what we need are those who would be desperate. That's why we fast. We humble ourselves. We say, I am nothing. You are everything. I can't do this, Lord, but you can. I can only do so much, but nothing is impossible with you. It's not just cliches. It's no longer just saying it. It's actually showing that we truly believe. And only he can make a difference. He can use us. He can use others. But the source is still him. It is still him. God is the source of the, our strength. That is why we fast. And that is why we pray. Let us all rise. Thank you, our Father in heaven, our good Lord. Thank you for the saving grace. Thank you for showing us the model of Christ. That through prayer and fasting, he overcame the devil. And Lord, even us, we have many demons against us or our internal demons against ourselves. Ourselves, tempting ourselves. We know we can be victorious through you as we fast and pray. You will show us, you will bring us to the breakthrough moment when the chains, the bondages would be dropped. Yet also we come praying, beseeching you, Lord, for our church, for our nation, for our families, that you would move in our families, Lord, that you would move in this nation. The train of that may many come to you, Lord. And Lord, I pray for a true spirit of prayer in our hearts, a true hunger for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of his Spirit be with you all. May the power of the Holy Spirit go with you throughout your lives. May joy, peace, abundance, and protection be with you always. And God's people say, Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon.